Welcome to the Church Doctors Podcast with Scott and Marla Sheely. The Church Doctors Podcast is brought to you by Outpouring International. Love God, love people. Hello, everybody. I'm Scott. And this is Marla. And it's podcast day. Woo-hoo! We are so excited to have you with us again today listening to our podcast. And uh, we have some fun things to tell you today. Yeah, we're probably going to spread it out through a couple podcasts because we just came back from a trip to the Ukraine that was absolutely off the charts. Amazing. And um, I don't think we can fit it in a 30-minute session. Yeah. And so for those of you that don't know, the timing of this is that Ukraine is still occupying part of... uh, No, it's Russia. Ukraine is partially occupied by (laughs) Russia. and, uh, And we were on the ground during you know, while they're still dealing with war. And so this was a different trip for us. Yeah, it wasn't your typical missions trip. It was a, actually, it was a hard trip. Yeah. Um, One of the hardest was ever this done. This is the first trip Marla and I have done together to Europe right. area. And uh, first trip that we've done to any country that would have been included in the Soviet Union bloc mm-hmm. that was uh, ruled by the Soviet Union for 70 years. And so... Heading into this thing, we were super excited. Mm -hmm. We knew that God was going to minister through us and that uh, it was the right time for us to go. We weren't afraid to go. Let me just add that originally, I mean, we both wanted to go. We both felt we were supposed to go, but financially... um, it was it's only a, possible yeah, for you expense, to go. It's an expensive trip. And yeah. And so um we just bought your ticket. And it crushed me on the inside, but I because I knew I was supposed to go, but um, you know, that it, it is what it is. And so I so we just moved forward and you were going, you had your ticket and then uh some people were talking to us about um you know, the Ukraine and it, was I going and I'm like, No, it's just too expensive and they were asking, well, how much is it? And and I, we told them approximately now because it was only like a month out from going. And within about, I don't know, three or four days, the money came in. Yeah, they helped raise the money for mm-hmm. us. For and so I got to go. So that was a really neat uh, financial blessing. It, it was just a really neat God wink that I got to go. Yeah. So we're we're getting ready to go. But we really don't know what to get ready for. Right. Like, we've gone to South America a lot, you know, down in the Philippines. I've been in Vietnam. I mean, a Central whole bunch America, of different Africa, places. But uh, never to Europe like this. So in a here we are. We're, we're headed to the Ukraine and uh, no clue about what we didn't know yet. What we're going to encounter. And so the next couple podcasts, we're going to tell you the good, bad, and ugly. And there's going to be a lot of laughing because there was some funny things that happened to us because we were clueless. <laughs> yeah, so so we flew in uh, April of 2023 to Minneapolis, connected to Amsterdam in the Netherlands, uh, and then from there we had to fly to Krakow, Poland, because mm-hmm. the airspace in the Ukraine is closed down because of the war. Right. And that took a whole Two days. 20 hours of yeah. flying with uh, plus layovers and... Mm-hmm. And uh, so we've made it to Krakow. From Kalispell to... From Kalispell, Montana to Krakow, Poland. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, we were met there by... Well, we got there actually, like we're going to say, we're going to do the good, bad, and ugly. We got there. (laughs) We got through the custom things or whatever, you know, 
Um, oh, no, actually, Poland didn't have any. Remember? We yeah. just walked off the plane and yeah, went we and got shocked. our bags. We were like, what happened? We were shocked. Nobody's checking us, nothing. And um, Going through Amsterdam, they, they checked us. They scanned our passport and let us through. And apparently, that's all you need in the European Union I guess. countries because they're connected. Because when we got to Poland, it was just yeah. get off the plane. And we got off the plane and, and expected to have to take our bags through customs and get checked out. Nothing. Nothing. We just walked out into the yeah. exit. You yeah. Know? And our ride wasn't there. And of course, we don't speak Polish. And um, so we had to figure out Wi-Fi. Anyway, long story short, about an hour after we arrived, someone came for us. Yeah. And he's a he was a pastor in Poland that's lived there for three years. He's actually a missionary from the Ukraine. That's right. And uh, so... And Who has he, a really cool testimony. Yeah. <laughs> he, and I hope someday we can go back and and podcast with him because his testimony of being a gangster in yeah. the youth in the Ukraine yeah. and his wife was him and his wife were both in prison yeah and god saved them and now they're missionaries to Poland yeah doing a work there uh, reaching out to the poles and trying to save the poles he said and so. and the funny thing was was he was like i don't know why god took me from the Ukraine to Poland this is what he was thinking 3 years ago when god had him sell everything leave everything and go to Poland and start a church. And he's like, I got a church here. I've got businesses. I'm doing well. And then God sends him. And now he finds out that where he lives, lived in Ukraine is now occupied by Russia. He wouldn't have had a house or businesses or a church anymore anyway. Yeah. He lived on God provided ahead of time. He lived on the black sea in the Southern tip of uh, Ukraine. And that's where uh, right at this moment, that's where Russia occupies that space and so uh he wouldn't he would have yeah. he would have potentially lost everything anyway or God had, saw the need ahead had of time and provided mm-hmm. and so it was kind of neat that because he did move ahead of time and obeyed God and went when he was supposed to go he ends up being a liaison in between the nation of Poland and other outreach mm-hmm. uh you know world outreach uh humanitarian relief organizations and they he helps bring missionaries in and he helps transport uh humanitarian aid from uh, poland into the ukraine and so it was, uh it was really cool to see how god set that up ahead of time so that the church could be a blessing to the people during this great time of need mm-hmm. and and the amount of humanitarian uh aid that they're taking in on a daily basis is incredible they've got quite the system set up and um, so we got to be part of that. And, uh, but anyway, we, uh, the pastor picked us up, went and showed us his church and it was beautiful what they're doing. And, and he, on top of the fact that he's a, a pastor, he's also a, wasn't he the tile? He's, he's a, con- no, he's a construction he knows how to guy. do construction. That's what it was. Yeah. And, um, so he's still building his church and uh, physically and spiritually. And, um, he said, I'm going to take you out of town to a place where we're, where you're going to stay tonight. And so we drove for about 30 minutes and got to this farm. We have no idea where it was. <laughs> um, uh, the people that were there, Christoph and Anna did not speak any English, any English at all. And so we had dinner and then our, the pastor said, um, we're going to leave at five o'clock tomorrow morning. And, um, so we're like, okay. So they kind of showed us where our room was. 
that we're going to be staying in that night. And it was so fun because it was a huge house. They had like floors, all kinds of floors. And the bathroom, the toilet was on one floor. And then you had to go upstairs to another bathroom to wash your hands. Did you remember that? And the, sh- and the shower and tub <laughs> and was up there. And the shower and tub was up there. But yeah. anyway, so our pastor friend who spoke very little English left and come to find out um, they don't have Wi-Fi on this farm. They didn't speak English. We had no idea where we were. And we're just kind of like, nobody knows where we are. And we don't either. I hope this is all good, you know. <laughs> yeah, and we didn't think ahead of time uh, before that to download uh, the Ukrainian language onto our translator app. And so we were kind of depending on Wi-Fi right. to get started over there. And I guess we We missed it there. We missed that one. But so here we are. We set our alarm for like 4 o'clock in the morning, uh-huh. 4.30 in the morning, and we get up for breakfast. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you add together the fact that we've already been flying for, traveling for 20 hours. And, right. And uh, so th- it's rough. I mean, we're tired. And we got up the next, well, and before we went to bed, you and uh, the, pastors, the pastor, yeah, pastors loaded a humanitarian cargo van. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, we, we had medical supplies and clothes mm-hmm, and food. Mm-hmm, got that done. So the next morning we had breakfast and went out to the barn to where the the um, van was. And you and I get in and it was just a, it's really, it was a two-seater cargo van but we made it three because i sat in the middle there and we were all kind of scrunched and chris christoph got in and off we we left um which was kind of funny tell him the funny part of that whole thing so he he was kind of moving slow around the, the 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 van when we were loading it the night before and not really picking anything up and so i thought well you know he's older and maybe he had a stroke or got hurt and he can't help you know Mm -hmm. and uh so I was thinking in my head, nobody said much because there's not much English going on. And so, well, there was a lot of Polish being spoken, yeah. <laughs> but we don't know what they were saying. So we assumed that the past, one of the pastors was going to drive us to the Ukraine. And which is not what he told us, you know, thinking back, I can remember him saying names, but you know, that's hindsight, you know, right? But, uh, and it was only going to be like three hour trip to the border. So and, really, I'm mm-hmm. thinking this farmer. He may not be able to drive, you know, mm-hmm. I, the way he was acting. I wasn't sure, you know, he didn't say much. And uh, so we're waiting around. It's dark in the van. He starts the van and he gets back out and he walks around. And I'm thinking, well, he's just warming it up for the when the pastors get here. Because it was so, chilly. Yeah. And so we're sitting in the van and we're thinking any moment the pastor's going to drive up. Well, mm-hmm. Christoph gets in the van yeah. and off we go. Yeah. And I was like, oh. <laughs> well, it turns out that he was a, a wonderful driver. He was. And one of the best drivers we had on the trip, yeah. really. And so... Uh, but but it wasn't a three-hour drive. No. It was an eight-hour drive. <laughs> <laughs> so we set off in the dark, headed toward uh, the Ukraine and had to cross the border. Yeah. And, and the whole time, it was funny because the whole time, you know, on your vehicle, how, like, if you don't buckle your seatbelt, it Ding, 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 you know. Well, the he never set the GPS, apparently, on this on this cargo van. And it ding, 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 it wanted the to whole know where we way, were going, yeah. eight hours yeah. of it. <laughs> it was funny. Anyway, and he couldn't speak English. We couldn't speak um, Polish. And so there was that, that gap there. 
Um, our first meal in the Ukraine was at a gas station because we didn't know what to do. We, we kind of he he actually had a couple sandwiches. Wasn't that yeah, what he had? Yeah, his wife and his made us some sandwiches. Sandwich, sandwiches. We picked up some chips or some drinks, I think, in in the gas station and kept going. But we um, when we got to the border in Poland. Um, it wasn't, there wasn't hardly anybody. I think we were the first in the line. Yeah. There was just one other group, um, that were from the Netherlands that were also bringing in, uh, humanitarian aid, uh, to the military, Ukrainian mm-hmm. military. And so we got to visit with them and it was fun cause they were bringing in, believe it or not, M&M, yeah. uh, peanut M&Ms, peanut M&Ms to give to the soldiers. Plus a bunch, you know, they had three vans, so yeah. we didn't see all of it, but. And uh, so we visited with them. Crossing the border wasn't an issue coming into the Ukraine, really. Uh, we, Although we needed several, we had to stop several times. Yeah, and get yeah there was a lot of checks. Check this one, check that, you know. And then we went drove to this next little booth. We got checked like four times uh, in in like only twenty five feet away. You just went over to the next booth, right? <laughs> I don't and, know what yeah, could change. So yeah, so um, that was. That wasn't an issue. So here we're we're off and going, and immediately leaving Poland, you notice that um, oh, it was different. The the spiritual uh, condition of the Ukraine it was heavy, and I don't and think kinda, it was because of the war. Kind of different, heavy than like uh, other countries we've been to, where it feels maybe a poverty spirit or maybe uh, just a corrupt spirit or whatever. You can feel it, or at least I can. But this this felt like a huge, ominous, weighty, heavy spirit to me. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and so I suppose that's connected to the years and years and years of occupation that they. I mean, thousands of years of problems. Yeah. Going back into before it was a nation, really, that place has never been peaceful. You know, and, it's kind of if you've ever been to the <laughs> Haiti and Dominican Republic. You know, it's one island. One side is Haiti. One side is Dominican Republic. And Dominican Republic is, it's like night and day. Uh, Haiti is, has so much turmoil and, and, and uh, poverty and et cetera. And, and hate and Dominican Republic is totally the opposite. Yeah. What well, was kind of like that with Poland and Ukraine, Poland is, uh, it was, um, it looked prosperous. It looked like it was, uh, moving forward and, and the city that we were in Krakow was looked like it was building new things and it was it was growing and prospering and then as soon as you went into Ukraine it looked it looked like um poverty and it looked it looked sad and and run down it, yeah. it was it was a really stark difference yeah and that's just the the physical you know houses right. and stuff so we're we're taking all this in going down uh in and out of little villages uh going cross country where you didn't see anything for miles. And right away we noticed that the Ukraine is an agricultural Mecca. Mm -hmm. I mean, the fields are as big of fields as you're going to find anywhere in the world. I mean, miles and miles of farm farmland, uh, but no cattle. They don't raise cattle up there for beef. They, uh, they have milk cows. They, you know, they have some farmers that raise pigs and that. And, uh, but their main, their main industry in that nation is agriculture. Mm-hmm. I mean, everywhere, even even around the big cities, there's still big, big fields. And, and what uh, I noticed too, uh, every house 
you know, where there could be a lawn. It wasn't a lawn. It was a garden. Yeah, they grow everything. Everything. There wasn't, it wasn't like, um, I mean, every house was a garden. Even the apartment complexes didn't have a yard in front. They had a A garden, maybe a community garden. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And and, and 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 a lot of um, chickens, a lot of pigs. Uh, everybody had, and then the, some people had um, milk cows. Yeah. But you'd have thought we'd have saw lots of cows and cattle everywhere, but we didn't. It yeah. was just uh, individuals. So we made it to Lutsk uh, mm-hmm. at the end of this eight-hour trip, uh, and uh, of sitting in the front of the van, b- uh, bouncing around and on the rough roads and. Because the roads are quite elbow rough. Elbow to elbow. <laughs> and uh, we make it to Lutsk, which is north e- northwest Ukraine. Uh, and uh, it's a city that hasn't been um, physically attacked by the the Russians. And so it did get, you know, a random missile or two hit it. But uh, but it's a, it's a refuge for a lot of the refugees that yeah. have come in. And so the church yeah. there has become... A twenty-four hour, seven day a week uh, refugee spot. Uh, they're feeding them. Yep. They're ministering to them. <clears throat> they're clothing them, them. Gave them jobs if they could find them right. jobs. They're How, helping with housing. Yeah. I know the pastor that we were with had six families living with him. Um, I mean, it's just crazy the the amount of refugees coming in. Yeah, and um, uh, that are being displaced from their own homes. And we have all kinds of stories about that. But uh, we, our first, you know, we get to the church and and uh, this is kind of the funny part. Um, we They were like, come in and have something to eat because they knew we hadn't really eaten other than just the sandwiches for, you know, about midway. And it was uh, late in the afternoon. And, and so they're like, come have something to eat. Uh, Oksana's made you something. And, and so we sat down at the table and... And they gave it to us on a plate already scooped up. And it wasn't like we got to do it. It it was set in front of us. And all we could do was just look at each other and laugh on the inside. Because the very things that Scott and I dislike the most in food was being served to us. <laughs> and, and, you know, when you're a missionary, you just got to suck it up and eat it, you know, and be happy and smile and be thankful that God provided and uh, it was it was liver over with gravy and cooked carrots over oatmeal, and yeah, which is which is uh, not uncommon over there. No. They they do a lot of uh, food combinations that we're not used to. And uh, matter of fact, even on the like at a restaurant on the menu, it'll be porridge with something you know porridge with meat. They call it. And maybe pancakes with ham, or no, pancakes with mushrooms, and which ends up being like a crepe. Yeah, I mean, all kinds of strange a savory, things. a savory crepe. So, in our mind, crepes are for breakfast and with uh, strawberries and blueberries and some syrup, you know. <laughs> and uh, but anyway, so we we uh, we 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 got like, inter- okay. <laughs> we found out right away that um, that they, the way they. Uh, do food and and, and uh, the way they eat it was totally different than the totally. way. Totally. In fact, I almost became a vegetarian after that because. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we ate it. We ate the whole thing. We were very thankful, and uh, it was funny because then they took us to, um, 
the hotel that we were going to stay in for the night because the next day we found out we had to do another eight hour drive to get to where we were going to start ministry. So this will be like day four of just traveling. And um, so we get to, here's another funny food story. We get to, um, oh, and by the way, they have squatty potties everywhere. So if you're not used to using a squatty potty, you know, there you go. This is a toilet that's built into the floor, floor level, so there's nothing to sit on. You just squat yeah. and go. So yeah. this is so, a little I, bit challenging. If yeah, you, if you're not used to doing yeah. that. And and so, you know, I found out that they have handicapped squatty potties and, and non-handicapped squatty potties. And so I would look for the handicapped one because it had one bar at least to hold on to. <laughs> and, um, uh, but... So we get to the which must have worked out okay because I never had to go in and you rescue didn't have to rescue me Marla at all. from the bathroom. So. <laughs> I did good. <laughs> anyway, um, we got to the hotel and and uh, we were just thankful to to have a place because they um, it was it was wonderful and and the hotel had a little cafe and they told us just you know if you need something to eat or drink just you know put it on your room there and and they'll take care of you and. And so we thought, okay, it was getting late that night and um we really wanted a little something. So we went downstairs and um because you know, we're 10 or 11 hours different. So our we're trying to you know, get acclimated. And so I see um on the menu that they had a little vegetarian pizza. So I thought, oh, that'll be nice. I just want a little small little something. And you ordered um a Caesar salad. And what came was a bowl with cucumbers and tomatoes and onions. Yeah. There was no lettuce or anything. That was the Caesar <laughs> salad. And then my pizza was, the crust was good, but on top of the crust was a can of corn and then some mushrooms and pineapple and olives and then cheddar cheese. And the canned corn was interesting. So that was that was different. By this time now, we are laughing about food because we're like, oh dear, we're we're either going to... We're going to either going to live or we're going to die over here on the food. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. So the, the next day, we uh, left early for yeah. the next uh, city. Headed to, we were going to cross all the way to the eastern side of Ukraine to a, a village called Priluki. So we went east from where we were at uh, through the nation's capital mm-hmm. of Kiev, or they call Kiev. it Kiev, and... Kept going another. It was it was eight three hours, or four yeah. hours past that to a city called Priluki. Uh huh. And um, we checked in to our our the place that we were staying. They told us the next morning we're going to drive another hour, and that's where we'll start the ministry. <laughs> we're like, yay, back in the <laughs> back in the car again. At this point, everything's funny. Yeah, because it's we're like, exhausted. Yeah. What, <laughs> Uh, never on a trip have we had to travel uh, more than we did in the airplane to get to where we're going right? to minister, which, you know, it's okay. Um, you do it anyway, yeah. but man, it was, it was exhausting, uh, physically this trip was. Yeah. And, uh, so we got in the van the next morning and off we go. And the first place they take us to, and by the way, we're loaded with humanitarian aid again, which, um, this time, the humanitarian aid was cleaning supplies, diapers, food, uh, and some clothing. 
And the first place we went to, I can't remember the name of the place, um, but it was still it another was hour. It, it was like Itchna. Itchna, Itchna something yeah. like that. And it was a building, an old building. And I don't know if anything was on the other floors. It didn't look like it. But we went up to the top floor, and on the top floor was this hallway with doors, a long hallway with doors uh, on the inside. And each, and when you open the door, inside each door was four beds and four people. And, and then kind of in the middle is a little community area where we did a service. And, and then we did a lot of hugging and praying for people. A few people were able to come out, but it was a hospice uh, floor and not run by the government. I'm not even sure if the nurses were real nurses other than, you know, we brought them some medicine too. Um, but we, a few people were able to get out, but it was a hospice situation. And so our first place after all that was to stop here. And every one of them wanted us to pray for them and hear their story. And um, it was just heartbreaking. It was, yeah. it was the forgotten people. Yeah, I think it might've been in a, an abandoned Soviet uh, hospital that they used for this purpose for these people. And so it was rough. They had to provide their own bedding. Nothing matched. Uh, the, I don't know if who when they'd ever been washed. Yeah, I don't think they did laundry very mm-hmm. often, and so uh, it it was uh, it was rough for those. It's rough for those people. They're like a forgotten people. Mm-hmm. But but praise God for the local church that's in Prailuki. They go. They've been going and bringing supplies and supporting this uh, hospice f- uh, organization for five years, mm-hmm. and. Uh, if if it hadn't been for them, I don't know if if they could have survived. They no. wouldn't they wouldn't have had a no. place to go. And so we even took them a little pastry. Each yeah. person got a little pastry. You know, they that they were helping them celebrate Easter a week late. Yeah, for them. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so it was it was quite the um, experience to go in and do that. Um, uh, but anyway, and when we were done with that, you know, before we do that, let's tell them about this pastor, and then we'll probably need to close and start it up and. On the next yeah. podcast, tell them about the pastor and why the church is even there yeah. today. So uh, this this pastor and his wife, uh, it's Igor and Svetlana mm-hmm. and their daughter, uh, Inessa. Inessa, um, she, adult daughter, they pastor this church and very dynamic family. And uh, when the war started getting close to them, you know, like nine months ago, 10 months ago. I don't know exactly was, the date, but... Well, it was over a year ago. I think it started in okay, March, yeah. and they're about 100 miles so, from the yeah, border. Yeah, they're pretty close. And so everybody immediately is deciding, do we flee to Poland? Do we flee to Germany? What do we do? Or do we just move over to Lutsk, you know, get farther away? And so people are moving this way and that way all over the country, Everybody made different decisions, and so he was asking God, what should we do? Should Do we need to leave? And God said, yeah, you can leave if you want to. That'll be fine. I'll bless you. But if you stay, I'll save your city. So him and his wife and his adult daughter went down in the basement of their home and fasted and prayed, and the tanks, uh, a whole battalion of Ru- Russian tanks, I can't remember how many, end up out in a farmer's field within five miles of this city, which is plenty close enough for them to launch uh, rockets and to shoot, mm-hmm. uh, 
you know, missiles from where they're at. We're not talking a huge city either. It's, no, no, no. This is like, like a village. Yeah, maybe a a, a, a city of sixty thousand or something. Yeah, I have no idea. And uh, so they fasted and prayed, and uh, the Ukrainians were able to stop that uh, part of the Russian push. And he told me that he doesn't believe that were there was anything that got damaged in his city. Yeah. And so what a testimony of the faithfulness of God for them and uh and to their account what great faith that they had to risk their own lives and to obey God not knowing what's going to happen. Yeah. Cuz we saw other neighborhoods, other cities later that uh, the devastation mm-hmm. was horrible. Mm-hmm. So uh so yeah, what a great family. You know, uh between Priluki and Ishfish, whatever the how Itch, you say. Ichnia. Yeah. So we had to drive through this and the fields that they were fighting in and that sort of thing. And they were just starting to uh, uh, cultivate the, the soil because it was farmland. And they were kind of behind because when the, when the army, uh, when the Ukrainian army overtook the Russian army and the Russians fleed, they left all their tanks, they left all their dead soldiers the roads were blown up everything yeah, so was had... just left in the fields <laughs> and so the ukrainians had to go in bury the dead you know move the tanks clear the ground make the roads better and so that they could start planting their their fields yeah. and that was just starting to happen when we were there yeah it's an interesting thing right away that in that scenario to see how even though there's still danger of russia coming back or a missile landing from any destination because the, the missiles that they're shooting if you to give you an idea i saw one laying on the ground that had been spent in the nation's capital it was about six or eight feet long and about two feet in diameter i mean they're huge and when they launch those things they cause you know huge damage even even if they don't hit their mark the, concu- the concussion from that thing right. knocks houses over and so um for these people to that they they're still at war but they still have to do life. You know, yeah. you still have to eat, you still have to make a living. And so there's this balance of life goes on and yet you're still aware that you need to be careful. Yeah. And, uh, so let's, let's end today and we'll uh, start next week on um, the second thing that we did. In, yeah. In, join us. God did some pretty cool things. Come back and listen to part two uh, of Pri- our trip to the Ukraine. Yeah, and it will start with Priluki again because we're not done there. Yep. Bye bye. Thanks for joining us on the Church Doctors Podcast. For more information or to contact us, please visit our website at outpouringintl.com.